The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Dr. Drayvon James and Everyday Peace. I am super excited for today's show where we gather here to uh, celebrate women helping women. And of course, our focus is always on peace. How can we bring peace internally, externally? Because the more peaceful we are, the more peace we exude in the world. And when we're talking about peace, our interesting and very dynamic definition of peace is peace is wholeness completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. So that means you right now, right where you are in whatever situation you find yourself, your whole situation, you bring that and we turn that situation into peace together. Today we have an exciting show for you so I don't want to waste time. It is a heavy topic. I have two dynamic guests with us today uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, a film called The Land of Ahimsa. You'll forgive my pronunciation if I say anything wrong, guys, but correct me right away. We have amazing guests with us today, Dolly Vias Ahuja and Jane Velez Mitchell joining us today to talk about this amazing film. So I'm going to let them both introduce themselves and then we're going to get into the film and tell you why I think this is so important for a topic for us to have on the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show. Dolly, take it away. Yes, yeah, so thank you so much, Dr. James, for having us. My name is Dali Vyasahuja. I'm a Ahimsa animal activist. Um, I'm a mom of two wonderful children. Um, I'm a vegan, you know, and, and uh, first time producing a movie. And I'm also a granddaughter of a freedom fighter. His name was Chaganlal Joshi. And he fought with Mahatma Gandhi all his life. You know, he's stayed in the ashram with him, gone to jail with him. And... Um, he was or he organized actually the salt march. He was right there alongside uh, with Mahatma Gandhi. And so today I follow in my grandfather's footsteps. I'm also a freedom fighter, an animal freedom fighter. Thank you. So I'm so I'm thank you so welcome and thank you for being who you are, for picking up this legacy and becoming a freedom fighter. And it's just amazing work. And we're gonna hear from Jane Velez Mitchell. Take it away. Let's hear about you. 
Thank you, Dr. James. My name is Jane Velez Mitchell, and I am the founder president of Unchained TV, which is a free nonprofit global streaming network run entirely by women to wake people up that if they believe in peace, they have to include animals. So if you say you're peaceful, but you are a co-conspirator in the killing, the torturing, the maiming, of animals, that's called hypocrisy. And so we're trying to wake the world up because it's not to wag the finger. It's to say, hey, we want to save you too, because our abuse of animals is not just killing the animals. It's killing us. It's killing us with heart disease. And you know, processed meat is officially cancer-causing by the World Health Organization. Uh, that's what they've determined. Do you hear that on television at all? Um, We've got climate change. Animal agriculture is a leading cause. In fact, uh, we did an entire documentary on Unchained TV called Countdown to Year Zero, which makes a very powerful case that it is the leading cause of climate change. That can be disputed, but nobody disputes that it's a leading cause. And so you look at the pandemics. Um, now, whether you believe it started in a wet market in China or at the Wuhan lab, in both cases, they were torturing animals. They were experimenting on bats in the Wuhan lab, and they were torturing uh, many, many different species of animals in the uh, retail slaughter market in Wuhan. So the thing that disrupted our lives for three years and continues to disrupt our lives is either way uh, based on our abuse of animals. So uh, we've talked about climate change. We've talked about the pandemic. We've talked about human health, preventable lifestyle disease, where you have kids now developing type 2 diabetes and suffering from obesity um, because of a fast food, which is a primarily meat and dairy laden diet. So it's not a sacrifice. What we show you on Unchained TV is that it's a joyous adventure and it's a liberation. And how does it relate to women? Well, most of the animals who are killed are women, are females, okay? Um, it is the ultimate patriarchy. Animals are raped into existence. We're killing trillions every year, 80 billion land animals. And they're not making love on these factory farms. They're all raped into existence. The industry term is rape rack. Now, when you talk about the land of Ahimsa, the reason why this is so important is that India is purportedly the biggest animal-loving nation in the world, and cows are sacred. And yet they are the largest beef exporter. They are lar the largest consumer. Right there. I, that's the thing, Jane, I was so surprised about, right? Because I've never been to India, but I know that I, I've always heard about the sacred cow. And, and when I watched the film, which is amazing, by the way, and I want to say to our listening audience, no, no matter where you are in your, in your journey and your health journey, this film is impactful. It is impactful. It opened my eyes to so much. There's a, there's a, there's a phrase that you all use there. And I was telling Dolly before I came on that this got me right away. He said, a mother is a mother. Mm hmm yeah not yeah. just not just a human mother yes right a mother is a mother it got my attention right away we're talking about women helping women and and uh and jane we talk about you know the it surprised me also that in india and, and this is not me being disrespectful to anyone's culture because we had lots of things here we could talk about and, and right here in our own culture. But it really did surprise me that I think when we think of India, we think of a more sacred lifestyle. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And you mentioned the you mentioned the rape rack, rape yeah. rack. 
Right. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But we're talking today about, you know, easing the suffering of all living beings. You happen to do that in your film um, it, it, with your work as a freedom fighter with animals. Easing the suffering of animals, as Jane just pointed out, when we ease the suffering of animals, it leads to a lot of eased suffering, a, a lot of, uh, let's say, decreased dis-ease <laughs> in the human body, right? Jane just yeah. named a few of them for it. Uh, diabetes, there was a couple other you mentioned there, Jane, too. Cancer that, or heart um, disease. Yeah. Heart heart disease. Heart disease, right? Yeah. All those things um, decrease, decrease when we decrease the suffering of animals so i'm excited about this film i know there was a you know, there's been a lot of films out there that talk about you know making the conversion to, to being a vegan i i want to explore that just for a moment how does a person start i mean you give some ideas in, in the film and I, and I wrote some of them that i thought were amazing for india but right here in the states how do we how's a person start well uh, oh, okay. uh, well you go ahead dolly so for me, I think if for everyone, it's different. For me, when once I saw what was going on to cows and then later on chickens and uh, um, all kinds of animals, I, I just couldn't bear it. I had a breakdown on the kitchen floor. I just I just could not ingest this fear and anger and um, and, and um, torture in my body. For me, it was overnight. For everyone, it's different. It could be for the health it, to reverse disease. It could be for the planet. We're devastating the planet. So we have to teach everyone. Um, and now it's so easy. You can go on to Jane's channel. There's cooking shows. You can go on to just YouTube. And you can veganize any meal so easily. Go ahead, Jane. Well, I just wanted to say there's something called fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, and legumes. And yeah. we've been really disassociated from that. You drive down the typical street in America and you see fast food joint after fast food joint. And that is highly processed food, mostly meat and dairy laden. So it was funny. The other day I was on the checkout line at a supermarket and I saw this very nicely dressed couple and they were taking their vegetables and putting them on the counter to pay for them. And I saw one vegetable after another and I thought they were carefully selected. I thought, wow, I wonder if these people are vegan. Well, no, they're French. You know, <laughs> they were speaking French. They're just in a lot of the world before fast food, we just ate vegetables and meat was something that was a garnish. Now we've we've turned everything on its head. And you know that African-Americans are the fastest growing group of vegans in the United States. Uh, we have Tabitha Brown. I did not Brown. know that. Oh, yeah. Tabitha Brown, who has a show uh, on the Food Network. Yeah. You have Tracy McWhorter, who is leading millions of we uh, African American women vegan. Uh, so they are the fastest growing group. And what what they have um, revealed is that when we eat meat and dairy, we're supporting our own oppression. And I speak to all people of color. I'm Puerto Rican and Irish, so I consider myself a woman of color. And this is really food colonialism. Okay, so cows and pigs are not indigenous to the Americas. Uh, the first cow was brought over on Columbus's second voyage. The first pig was brought over approximately in the 16th century. So that essentially was food that was forced on people who were enslaved. And um, it was the leftovers. 
if you take it all the way back to one's heritage, whether in my case, Puerto Rico, which is filled with fruits and vegetables and mangoes and uh, guava, or you take it back to Ethiopia, where there's many vegan Ethiopian restaurants right here in Los Angeles and little Ethiopia. If we go back to our roots, we will find that we are primarily plant-based. So when we're buying this idea of, oh, we've got to eat the meat and the dairy, we're actually being colonialized again, oppressed again, but it's through commerce. And that's always been the case. I was just reading about the Indian mutiny in the 19th, mid 19th century. Um, and essentially the East India company, a British trading company ran India, ran India. Mm. And so even when the, um, independence occurred, ultimately what happened was, well, we can't politically enslave people. Let's do it through commerce. Okay, so what we have to realize when we eat meat and dairy, we're all being factory farmed. They need us to get sick so they can sell us the pills. You know, statins alone are a multi-billion dollar industry. If you look at the commercials now, the pharmaceutical commercials, which are right up there with meat and dairy as the primary uh, advertisers, which is why you won't hear this on the evening news because they're they're running the show. You'll see that now they've normalized obesity. A good percentage of people that they're showcasing on their ads are, are are overweight. So they're making people identify with their illnesses. Oh, I've got this. I've got that. Side effects include blah, 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 blah. So disgusting. <laughs> you can't even mention it, right? So we're all being factory farmed. And what we're told is, oh, what do you eat? Grass? So then we create alternatives and say, no, you can have a veggie burger. Oh, well, that's processed. See, so they're put trying to put you in a situation where you can't win. Yeah, if you take a mango and banana, put it in your blender, it's processed. But not all processed is equal. Processed meat is cancer-causing. The people who attack Beyond Meat Burgers never mention that. The entire system, our entire system really is, is based on the idea that we, we need people to eat bad food. We need to get them sick. And uh, then we can sell them a whole bunch of things and the healthcare system do a whole bunch of operations. And I, I think the African-American community, frankly, is waking up to it faster than anybody else. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy almost, right? Because we have these statistics and I've been in healthcare for over 30 years. My doctorate degree is in pharmacy. So we have these statistics. If I hear you correctly, we got these statistics on the, and the health, um, condition and then we are creating a food source which feeds the health condition right so we can keep fueling the machine almost is what sounds like what you're saying to me so we get off of this machine we get you know we get onto the healthy wagon we get onto a more a health-like um diet and i gotta tell you when you both were talking I remember this passage from the bible which says i give uh, i give uh, fruits and nuts as meat so there's some kind of passage. Yeah, I give you I know, every fruit-bearing tree. I give you every fruit-bearing yes. tree, and that, that shall be your food. Yes. So I remembered that as, as you were talking about, you know, he, when, when Dolly said, you know, what people, when I asked what are people going to do, how are you going to get this? And you guys were talking and said, hey, you know, there's a thing called fruits and vegetables. And so there is a transition. I do see the link. I think we all see the link between um, the, the diet and the health conditions that we have especially in this country like you mentioned jane you go in the grocery store you see people consuming all these vegetables and oh. hey voila no surprise they're not americans they're from they're, they're french and so <laughs> there may be something too and i gotta ask you guys this about our lifestyle 
about our lifestyle, um, the pace at which we run, right? It is almost superhuman. You know, I, I, I am the mom of two young adults now, 23 and 20. And I, I, you know, I come home from work today and say, oh, what am I going to do with my time? Because I can remember when my day started at 4.30, it still does, 4.30 every morning. But sometimes it didn't end to like 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, because it's just perpetually running, 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 just trying to stay level with all of the demands on a day in a woman's life in a woman's life, a woman raising children. And I think that is what's helped to drive the fast food um, sort of necessity, if you will. People feel like I don't have time. I, I don't have time to cook. I don't have, because we're moving so fast. I think we, you guys can let me know how you feel about this. But I think also in addition, people need to have time to prepare meals. They need to be able to, and there's something beautiful in the preparation of a meal. I know you guys have the channel. I think Dolly told me I, I'm going to watch it um, that you have on your channel right now, the lunch break uh, 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 <laughs> that you're doing, where she's teaching people how to prepare vegan meals. But right now we're, we're not even, I, I don't even think we're, we're home making good meat-based meals. We're just, everything's fast, 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 fast food this, fast food that. We got to have some time. We got to slow down. I think we slow down, we can think more clearly. Yeah. I mean, I know me growing up, my mom worked a lot, three jobs sometimes, but there was always home cooked Indian vegetarian dinner. Yes, it's set up this way that we live a fast paced life and we don't have time to cook. But the way I grew up, there's always time. You have to make time. You know, Sundays you can prep. Uh, but I don't know. We've all we've always had home cooked meals, whether my mom was working her butt off or not. And so that's I, what I, I do. Mike. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say it, it's such a lie that's being perpetrated on us that we have to accept that it takes more time to go to a fast food restaurant than to cook something. Yeah. You pick up an apple, you take a bite, you eat it. You grab a <laughs> banana, you just unpeel it, you eat it. And, you know, I've been making vegetables. Literally, I put a pot, I put a cabbage, carrots, um, a couple of other vegetables on top within 15 minutes, they're cooked. And then I put a little dash of oil and some garlic powder and boom, you know, uh, it's faster than getting in your car and going to a fast food restaurant. So I think we're constantly being brainwashed to believe that this is how we have to do it. And, you know, for me, the pandemic was a liberation because uh, I was at home and I started really cooking and I but for myself for the first time in my life. Okay. I used to, I was always been vegan 26 years, but I would go to restaurants or I, I also had that idea that cooking takes a long time. And I was flabbergasted when I started ordering from uh, vegetables delivered once a week and then just chopping them up and putting them in. It was like, this is super fast. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, so and keeps money in your pocket, right? I think, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's super fast. It puts money in your pocket because, you know, uh, you're, you're not spending all the money out on uh, on the meat, on the, on the fast food and things of that nature. So there's an opportunity uh, and there's an opportunity to, 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 uh, for uh, togetherness, too. We're focusing on women helping women. And when I, uh, something in the film, you mentioned, Jane, the rape rack, the yeah. rape rack now i know that every woman who hears the word rape you know our backs get straight the hair stand up on our neck we're you know you've got my full attention hey what's going on here and that is an industry term 
in the meat industry. Tell us a little bit about that. What What is a rape rack and why in goodness, God's green earth, do they name it that? Rape rack. Well, I know Dolly can talk about a lot about what's happening to cows in India. I'll just say none of these cows are making love on these factory farms. And people don't even realize that to give milk, cows have to be pregnant. And they are mammals who spend nine months producing their babies just like human mothers do. So for a woman or a man to drink cow's milk, we have to remove the baby after the baby's born, we have to remove the baby from the mother. The mother grieves and screams. The babies grieve and scream. The boys, they have very little use for. They either shoot them, leave them on dead piles, or put them in veal crates. And the little baby girls are also ripped away, screaming and crying and stuck in these hutches where they're force-fed a low-grade formula in place of the milk, also that we can steal the mother's milk for ourselves. Now, first of all, it's gross thinking that you're drinking the breast milk of another species. <laughs> Once we're weaned from our own mother's breast milk, we should not be drinking the breast milk of another species. So we have been conditioned to believe that this is normal, but it's freaky when you think about it. Not only that, the global majority is lactose intolerant. The National Institutes of Health itself says that approximately 67% of the population is lactose intolerance. So we are feeding children of color something that they are predisposed to be allergic to. Yes, there are certain northern Scandinavian countries where there's a much lower rate of lactose intolerant tolerance. But for the most people, they're allergic to dairy. And it's causing acne, it's causing dandruff, it's causing runny noses, it's causing all sorts of bloated limbs. In the body, I, that's the number one. I remember that it's acid, in yeah. the body from from milk, right? And a lot of disease, a lot of disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mucus, yeah. mucus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to add to that. Body. I want to add to what Jane is saying. So in India, I did. You know, people think uh, cows. We're not using artificial insemination in India, but we are, and it doesn't require any vet, any uh, farmer in the village knows how to inseminate a cow, which involves a crude procedure where they're actually, you know, sometimes it takes five or six men to hold the cow down. And they have her in this rape rack and it's, they put one arm up until the elbow through the cow's rectum in her private area through the uterus without any painkillers. If this was to be done to humans, it would be called rape. But because we do it to cows, it's called artificial insemination. And, you know, this is just oppression. Um, we as women, we we, sh we need to stand up and talk about this and uh, bring this awareness to all women. Well, the, the film we're talking about today is The Land of Ahimsa. And Dolly, tell us what Ahimsa means. Yeah, so it's Ahimsa originated in India, this word 5,000 years ago. And it is one of the most beautiful words ever written. And it means non-violence to all living beings, not just human beings, but every living being in everything we think, say, and do. So, and the father of our nation, Mahatma Gandhi, always talked about Ahimsa, spoke about Ahimsa, lived by Ahimsa. But I think that we have forgotten as India and as Indians, we've gotten so far away from this word. You know, and like Jane mentioned, India is one of the largest beef exports in this world. We're the second largest um, leather producers in this world. How could this be in the land of Ahims? How could this be where the cow is considered holy and sacred? But that's what's happening. Let's talk a little about about that. 
the cow is, and I've never been to India. I have um, quite a number of friends who are from India. I, I love the food, love the culture, the parts that I know about it. But I guess as a, ignorant to me, I always thought the cow was considered sacred. So how did we get from, your film does something brilliant. I realized I hadn't been thinking for years because a lot of Indian-based food has yogurt. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, but I never, I never thought of, I didn't put the two and two together in my mind, but uh, you're absolutely right. They're, you know, just being led, not thinking, but how did it get to be to the point where the cow is not, where were you using a rape rack on an animal that we once thought was sacred? Right. So, you know, thousands of years ago, people had cows in the backyard, maybe three or four. And they would take care of mother cow and the babies for the rest of their life, which is 25 years. But now we are 1.4 billion people in India. Dairy has become commercial. We are the um, Jains and Hindus in India are vegetarian because of Ahimsa. So they're having dairy three, four, five times a day. Now we can't, there's no way we can take milk from these cows and there not be violence. There's just too many of us. The demand is too great. It's become commercial. And that's why it's gotten to this point. And it's just not with cows in India. We drink buffalo milk. They have no protection at all. Cows in India at least do. It's illegal to slaughter, kill a cow in India. But it's happening illegally. But with buffalo, you know, they have no protection at all. Uh, something that Jane just said about, you know, if you think about the consumption of... um and I thought about this. I'm sure you may have thought about this too, Dolly, and perhaps Jane also. But with the birth of my two children and and, and making the very uh, decision to nurse and thinking that these are my children from my body. And, you know, this milk is produced for them. Right. Right. And you think the same way about any other animal, uh, the buffalo, the cow, any other animal. That's those are her children from her body. And that milk is produced for her children, you know, and that I think that that part, I encourage everyone to see the film to get a a good appreciation of uh, it's odd to say this, but I want to say it really gave me a good appreciation, a, a, a feeling of a sisterhood with women here, human women, you know, because we take for granted all that we do all of the time because we just do it. But watching the film made me me sort of sit up straight and say, hey, when women, I believe, um, stand for change, especially in this area, the nourishing nourishing of her family, the feeding of a family, the, the meal prepping for a family, when women stand up for a change, change will happen because I believe, and I don't have statistics on this, but still probably in most households, it is the mother who is in charge of meals and making sure that people get nourished and all of that. And when we when we decide that, hey, uh, I'm moving towards ahimsa, when yeah. I when I prepare meals, I'm moving moving towards a more holistic approach. To you know, I I I titled this show today it, um, "Easing the Suffering of All Living Beings," yeah. right? Easing the suffering of all living beings. And so, when I make that decision that here in my in in my dinner, 
in the preparation of this meal, right? I ease the suffering of, you know, an animal. I ease the potential of suffering from my, from my children, because as Jane said, diabetes, heart disease, all of these things, right? Um, we talked about the mucus and all of that inflammation. Uh, I ease the suffering of, of, of my family when I make a conscious decision, um, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess in the ideal world, Dolly, what is, what is the ideal that we're looking for here? We want everyone to live by their true nature, which is, which is compassion. When we're born, we, we don't want to, you know, we're born with, we're just, we're innocent and children love animals, but we're taught that this is normal, natural, and necessary to have dairy, meat, fish, and eggs. We just, we're just born in that society thinking this is normal, but we all need to get back to our roots, which is compassion, ahimsa. It's just um, it's it's just a beautiful world to live in when we can respect, you know, other mothers, respect life. It's just so simple. There's a famous saying, you know, cows don't make milk because they're cows. They make milk because they're mothers. And and I uh, love you know, that. Yes, I love that. And, you know, the dairy industry is at the core of the deepest betrayal of the female and, you know, motherhood. And I'll tell you why. All we're doing is using her for her reproductive cycle. We're using her for this one reason, because she's a female. But, you know, Mother Cow is not a milking machine. She's a she's a sentient being. Animal animal exploitation is the epitome of the patriarchy. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So Jane, say that one more time. Animal exploitation is the epitome of the patriarchy. Explain. Well, it's about exploiting, controlling, dominating, and using females and their reproductive system for profit. And it's not how I believe women would design a system. We're about relationships. We're about compassion. We're about caring for our young. And this whole system is about men making money off of females 
and exploiting their reproductive organs and using the female as a, a source of income. And that's it. So if if we don't want to be treated that way, if we don't want to be objectified, if we don't want to be dehumanized, if we don't want to be treated as sex objects, for example, then why should we as women support a system that is based on that very concept that it's just about what you can produce for me. And then when you can't produce anymore, I'm going to take you to the slaughterhouse. Everything that we as women and as women as color fight for is the antithesis of everything that's in the factory farming system and animal agriculture. So I just want to recap for one second, because I, I got to tell you the, the, the land of Ahimsa, you may have seen a film before about um, animal cruelty and veganism. You have not seen a film about this topic until you see this film, because I think for women and, this is so very important. We've said a few things. Uh, we've said that uh, women are the nurturers of families. There's no, I don't want to get any, any pushback on that. We are nurturers. We take care of families. When we understand that there is a way in which we are feeding our family, which is setting our families up to have more disease in the body. I think most women want to know what is that and how can I do something different? so that I can lower the chances of diabetes in my children, lower the chance of heart disease in my children, lower the chances of mucus-related diseases in my children. If that means that I need to cook with no, and, and let me not be dramatic, for those who are still doing Meatless Wednesdays, because that was a thing in the 80s. I remember that, the Meatless Wednesdays, it was a thing in the 90s and things of that nature. Um, wherever you are, to meet you where you are, to realize that that's that's worthy. That's a worthy cause because as a nurturer, we're talking about taking care of our children. And when we seek to take care of our children, their health, right, Jane? This is directly related to health, right? We'll help take care of the cow's children, the chicken's children. Uh, Dolly just said it. Um, uh, cows don't produce milk for any other reason than to take care of their babies. And if we're drinking that milk, guess who's not getting taken care of? Their babies, right? We've talked about this rape rack and you gotta see the movie so you can get a good visual because I don't think I'll ever forget it. Um, and the artificial insemination and Dolly just explained that the man putting his arm all the way up the, the cow's rectum to to inseminate her uh, with 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 the with the sperm, so she impregnate her. Um, we as women, we as women, can do something about that. We can take a stand. We can take a stand against cruelty for women. Jane, um, I think you said it so so great. There is that you know if we were if if this was happening in the town over to women, we'd be marching in the streets. We wouldn't stand for it. But because we've been told that we don't, you know, this is the the, pro, the protein. Let's talk about that. We haven't talked about that because um, that's the number one thing you hear people say is that you can't go off of meat because of the protein, protein yeah. deficiency and all. And there's a host of diseases that happen, a disease in the body when you're protein, you're protein deficient. What are we doing about that? What are the vegan, what's the vegan community doing about that? How are they, how are they protecting themselves from this? Okay, so um, I'll just say something real quick on protein. 
protein comes from plants. <laughs> it's just so simple. The cow, chicken, and pig, well, where do you think they got their protein from? Look at the, the strongest animal on this planet is the gorilla, the elephant, the, the mustang, the horse, the way he runs, his muscles. When amino acids are broken down into our body, it's coming from plants. Amino acids come from plants. So, you know, um, it's just so simple. There, people say protein, 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 but the strongest man right now, um, Patrick Babomian, he, he's a vegan, and he, he's not lacking any protein. And we have so many vegan athletes and Ironman and Van uh, Vanessa Williams, tennis player, star. In fact, they're not just surviving. They are thriving, disease-free, stamina, um, endurance. Go ahead, Jane. Well, I wanted to point out that if people want to see this film, they should go to Unchained TV. That's how you can see it. And you can just go to UnchainedTV.com uh, and just click watch now. Or you can download Unchained TV on your phone for free or on your TV via your Amazon Fire Stick, your Apple TV device, your Roku device. And we're about to be on all Samsung TVs. Uh, this is We Don't Take a Salary. We are doing all this as volunteers just to spread the word. And we're a woman-run nonprofit uh, because feminism is veganism. You know, like, as they say, animal rights is human rights. Well, feminism is veganism. And, uh, you, you know, people come up with the most bizarre excuses because when you're brainwashed, and I could say this as a recovering alcoholic, uh, about to be 28 years sober, knock on wood, you know, I had every excuse in the book. Oh, it's raining. I have to have a drink. Oh, it's sunny. I have to have a drink. I had a bad day at work. I have to have a drink. I had a great day at work. I have to have a drink. It's the same thing with people consuming meat. They'll come up with any excuse. You know, oh, my my sign is Libra. I have to eat meat. You know, it, oh, uh, the blood type one is my favorite. Okay. All right, lady or guy. You know, there's nothing I can say to that. So when you're an addict, um, you we'll come up with a reason to do what you want to do because you're not in charge. The addiction has taken hold and people are meat and dairy addicts. I wrote a book called Addict Nation. Uh, we live in an addictogenic culture and fast food. They figured out that humans are predestined to crave sugar, salt, and fat to get us through times of famine. And they pack the fast food, which is primarily meat and dairy laden with sugar, salt, and fat, the fat from the meat, meat and the dairy and uh, the sugar just added on like to the milkshake and then the salt packed in there. So that's why you eat a fast food meal. You you want it again in a couple of hours. That's addiction. And, you know, there's no better customer than an addict. No better customer than an addict, whether it's in the pharmacy system or whether it's in the fast food system. And they figure this out. So I say, don't be suckers. Wake up. And the first the first step to waking up is realizing that you've got a problem. And then say, wow, I think I've been sold a bill of goods here. Who's making money off this? The 0.1%. In fact, the people who run these fast food places, they, their kids don't eat this way. They have private chefs. They're playing us all for suckers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Jane, you just hit a nerve, I'm sure, for a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of of mothers, a lot of daughters who are taking care of aging parents. An addict is an addict. That's our best customer. You don't recognize you're an addict if everybody in your circle is also a user. You think it's normal. 
right? So we've normalized meat eating, right? I think, you know, I, I and I include myself in this, you know, because I, I saw this film and I just saw things differently. And I have tried and tried. I tried vegetarian years ago. I tried veganism years ago. I'm about to try again. Yay! <laughs> and, there you um, go. There you go. Right. So I include myself in this in this healing process here. And I encourage people that, you know, try, try, watch the film. I think, you know, if if, if now that I got to tell you, the addiction thing, just we as mothers and you think about the children that you love and the children that you raised. Right. And you can stop right there. You want the best for them. How many times it's so true. And I tell people this and I and I. I I haven't had pizza in over 10, 15 years um, for a number of other health reasons, but pizza I used to love, used to love it. And uh, still probably still would if I ate it again, but I could eat 20 slices of pizza. I wouldn't get full. I could eat it all night long. I just wouldn't get full. There's something in it that would just, you know, she said about the, 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 the dairy, the salt, all that, the sugar, it kept, you know, creating a more of a craving. You want more, you want more, you want more, right? What we really want more of is a healthy, happy existence. And if we can have that, if we can have that and, and allow every other species to have it too, Right. That's why I love this easing the suffering for all living beings, because when I ease the suffering of the cow, I also uh, by default ease the suffering of my family down the line. Right. With the diseases and things of that nature, thinking beyond ourselves, we're all here to be of service to something bigger than ourself. And as a byproduct, here it is. Is this is how I saw the film in a nutshell. The land of Ahimsa. When you set forth to do good for somebody else, for something else, good boomerangs and comes right back to you. And you all said it best. You know, your healthy body, the healthy body and, and conditions of your loved ones by acting, by taking this walk and this, this attempted, try it. What do we have to lose, right? What do we have to lose by trying this? You know, watch the film. Um, and I, I'm blown away by Unchained TV run all by women. Mm -hmm. Women helping women. We can't get any better than this. We can bind together. We can together and we have strength in numbers. We have strength in numbers, right, Dolly? Yes. I just wanted to say that, you know, we're so thankful that uh, Jane and Un and uh, Unchained TV is having our film. Jane is also the co-executive producer for this film. So yeah, I'm very grateful for all that. And and Dr. James, come to my house. I will make you the best pizza, the healthiest pizza, and you will love it. Yeah, you know, but my whole thing is I, I don't do wheat and dairy. I don't do wheat either. I don't do any grains. Okay. So, okay. Um, okay. Yes, it's 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 a lot. But I, I think if I can cut out grains, what's one more thing? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One more thing. I tell you, um, I want to end our segment again by telling um, everyone, not just women, everyone, how they can view the film Land of Ahimsa. Well, they you can, can go, go to, by. 
UnchainedTV.com is a portal. Then you can just click watch now on the upper left-hand corner and it's right there online. Or you can download Unchained TV on your phone and you're going to have access to more than a thousand documentaries. We're just uploading also Forks Over Knives right now and a whole bunch of other films. As soon as I jump off, I'm going to be uploading more. We're getting uh, dozens in every day. And um, they all have a common theme is that this isn't a sacrifice. It's an adventure. And once you put those new pair of glasses on and you start seeing or maybe take those new pair of glasses off and start seeing the world uh, for the way it can be, uh, you'll realize that this is a joyous way of living. We're happy bunch. We're not sacrificing anything. We're really enjoying life to the fullest because, you know, depression is also a big problem in this country. And your serotonin levels are determined by your gut biome to a large degree. And if you're putting all that horrible processed crap in your body, it does affect your mood. And if you eat, and I've seen this myself, if I eat clean vegetables and fruits, I just feel like a million bucks. I feel happier. So we're going to increase the happiness quotient too. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, I, I increased the hat. Who couldn't use more happy in their life? And Jane, when you were talking, I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be nice if we had sort of like this, um, I don't know, the land of Ahimsa viewing like across the globe. Women just decide, hey, we're going to have this huge viewing. We get together and have a, you know, sort of like a book club <laughs> discussion on this and the changes that we could make. Each household making small changes makes a big difference um, in the cow's life in India, but in the health of everyone here. I think the I know the the film focuses on the cow, but um, it also hits on other animals. And you guys did in our presentation today. I really encourage people um, get happy, be happy. You <laughs> just heard Jane say that. You know, in, in, you eat more fresh fruits and vegetables. You increase your feeling of happiness. We could use more of that. We could right. use more of that. I know I definitely could in my life. And I know you definitely could in your lives. This is um, Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I'm super excited to have brought the land of Ahimsa to our listening audience. You can uh, go to unchainedtv.com to view the film today. In uh, almost every streaming network, you can also download uh, Unchained TV. So please support women doing amazing things because when you help a woman do an amazing thing you help a whole world do a lot better i'm dr drayvon james until next time live at peace hi i'm jane asher and i believe and from what i've been shown that when our loved ones die they don't really leave They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.